Business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm Arnie Heiskanen and I have a special guest from Cleveland, Ohio, Joe Pulitzi. Welcome, Joe. Arnie, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've read your books. Uh, I listen to your weekly podcast with uh, Robert Rose, and I love it. And um, you're the founder of Content Marketing Institute, uh, the leading uh, education and training organization for content marketing. And you travel a lot. You give speeches. You educate, and so on. Uh, and I saw you in in Helsinki. It was, I think, four weeks ago. Sounds right. Yeah. Correct. And um, you were at uh, uh, Content Marketing Forum Helsinki. It was a great event, uh, thanks to Kubo and Jarmo Hovinen. And, um, and, and your presentation was awesome. As expected, you were the star. You were the star of the. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we did have a good time uh, talking about content marketing. Although I don't know what most of the other uh, presentations were about because <laughs> I didn't understand the language, but I sort of picked up on the fact that we were talking about content marketing. So, yes. but it was fun. It was, and it was, it you know that was the I believe the fourth time I've been in Helsinki, and that's the first time it was simply beautiful weather. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I much would would much rather go to Helsinki in in September than in uh, January, February. So yeah, we are now talking about content marketing and and especially our audiences in the AEC industry. But do you have any connections to the industry? You know, a little bit, Arnie. Um, I mean, I used to work. So in two thousand, I started at a company uh, called Penton Media, and there the at least at the time, they were the largest independent business-to-business publisher in North America, and uh, and we did have uh, a group of publications around mechanical systems, and then a little bit of AC, AEC was built into that. So I mean, I you know don't know the industry. You know, I couldn't uh, couldn't throw off some examples for you, but you know, we dabbled enough in business-to-business at that time uh, to sort of sort of get my feet wet. And understand some of the challenges from uh, you know consulting specifying engineers and and whatnot uh, from that standpoint. So a little bit, a little bit, but you know we'll we'll try to be helpful on the podcast for for those people who aren't familiar with content marketing. Yes, and that's a good uh, segue to the next question: <laughs> What is content marketing today, and what's your definition? You know, I've been in this industry, believe it or not, Arnie, for for 20 years now, and uh, it's actually it, it, the the idea behind content marketing is actually very old. It's what if we, as a company, instead of just talking about our products and services and features and benefits all the time, what if we focused on who our target audience was and delivered valuable, relevant, compelling information to them on a consistent basis, much like a media company? would just like a publishing enterprise and to build a relationship with the people that we're trying to talk to so that they begin to know like and trust us more and and we know from all this the research out there if our customers know like and trust us more they're more likely to buy from us and we can help them at multiple uh, spots in the buyer's journey, whether they are just trying to solve a problem, let's say that's at the top of the funnel and they're searching for information and they find the information that we can deliver. 
And hopefully, if that works really well, they would, let's say, subscribe to our ebooks, our webinars, our white papers that are helping them with their pain points, their regular uh, challenges in their career. And then when they get to the point where they're trying to uh, buy or specify a certain product, uh, you know, we're there for them. They are already familiar with us. They know us. They've been engaging in our content, and then they're more likely to buy. And then, then once the the buy the purchase happens, let's say we want to continue that conversation for loyalty and retention purposes, where we continue to grow that relationship ongoing. Um, maybe the easiest way to look at it is is we are acting like a media company instead of monetizing like a media company does with paid subscriptions or through sponsorship or advertising, we're just selling more products and services. And what we're seeing worldwide is that more and more companies are uh, employing content marketing approaches in their organization as advertising is not as effective as it used to be, as consumers are more in charge of the buying process. They have a 24-7 device with them at all times in their smartphone. They can get any information they want. They can ignore our advertisements, our uh, traditional PR approaches if they wish to. And so we've got to figure out how do we break through all the clutter that's out there from a content perspective and deliver really valuable information so they actually pay attention to us. And if they pay attention to us, hopefully that will evolve into a long-term relationship through the content we deliver on a regular basis. Yeah, that that was a very good explanation. <laughs> very good. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. Yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, so... Um, since you travel a lot and you give presentations to all kinds of audiences, uh, what is your, once they understand what content marketing is, what is your main message that you want to deliver? You know, it's interesting when most people, and I've, I get this on social media a lot, they would say, Joe, you're, you just want people to create more content. Nobody, nobody wants more content. And first of all, I've, I never said more is better. Uh, and, uh, well, if you're going to employ a content marketing approach, I'm I'm of the belief that, and we've seen this work in case studies, that you, you have to commit to it or not. So what I'm trying to go around the world telling people is if this is if this is an approach as part of your marketing program that you think is worthwhile, you need to go all in and commit to the practice and actually um, get the the resources and hire the right people and commit to consistency uh, to make it work because if you're just going to say hey I'm you know we want to be we're going to we're going to publish everywhere we're going to publish content on social media uh, we're going to uh, create a bunch of white papers and ebooks and do webinars and it's sort of all over the place and that just doesn't work and what we've seen work is a really a real commitment to saying okay if we're going to do this, let's build a platform. Let's actually build a place where our customers can go on a regular basis to get this kind of information. And what, what works is, you know, let's focus for the most part on one content type. Is it is it textual plus image? Is it audio? Is it video? Let's focus on one platform. Is it my blogger website? Is it YouTube? Is it iTunes? Am I consistently delivering? And Arnie, this is where most companies fall down, no matter what industry they're in. They don't understand that in order for this to work, you actually have to deliver this consistently. Campaigns in content marketing usually don't work. Uh, if you want to do something for three to six months, you might be actually wasting your time. You have to, in order to build a relationship with a loyal group of subscribers, it generally takes more than 
12 months, more than a year to do this. So you have to commit to it consistently and you have to be patient because we know it does take time to do that. So as I'm going around the country and around the world talking about this stuff, I'm going to say, look, focus on the problem that you have in your organization. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to sell more products or services? Are you trying to save costs compared to other marketing and communication activities are you doing? Are you trying to create better customers, maybe keep them longer as customers, help them buy more? And then you can figure out, is there a content solution that will help you? And it just takes time to do that. So I think my biggest thing that I've been doing for the last 12 months already is just saying, look, if you're going to dabble in it, if you're just going to see what happens and do some tweets here and some LinkedIn posts here and and uh, uh, maybe try Facebook or I'm going to experiment with a blog, it's probably not going to work at this point. You have to really figure out what is that business problem that you're trying to solve and then solve that with information, not with your product, but with information better than anyone else in the world. And I really believe that any company can do that if they find a content niche that uh, is underserved, that you can break through all that clutter and actually serve uh, serve your community and your audience um, through information instead of your products and services. Yes, and I I remember that you had some excellent examples in your books. For example, that company with the swimming pool business. Oh That's, yeah, yeah. That, there's there's a number of examples. I mean, if you look at so that the swimming pool example. Uh, you know, for my last book, Content Inc., is River Pools and Spas. And basically what Marcus Sheridan did, he was the CEO of River Pools and Spas, he said, look, instead of pitching all the features and benefits of why somebody should buy a fiberglass pool, what if we just, on a consistent basis, every week, we saw, we answer our customers' questions? Like, why is a fiberglass pool better than a concrete pool? What are the costs involved in it? What are the things I need to keep in mind when I install? Everything that a customer would ask. That's the, the most basic content marketing approach is just answering customer questions. And you just do that on a consistent basis. Um, another one of the examples that I love is, is John Deere, the manufacturer, uh, agricultural manufacturer technology company. You know, they they started the Furrow magazine targeted to farmers back in 1895 to help them become better farmers. Like what what's what type of technology do I need to use? Uh, how do I hire the right people? Uh, how do I plant correctly for the next year? And they would deliver a magazine back you know monthly back in 1895. And now they're still doing it today in print and digital. And if you said, who is the largest media company in the agricultural industry? I would say. It's not a media company. It's John Deere. They have 1.5 million subscribers, 40 countries, and 14 different languages. Um, another great B2B example is Indian Manufacturing. They're a manufacturer, global manufacturing company, but they're out of New York in the United States. They started, they wanted to be the leading expert in industrial soldering equipment. <laughs> and they said, well, if we do that, we need to get our engineers, who are the experts, to start communicating on a regular basis all the challenges that surround industrial soldering equipment. So they have about 20 of their engineers actually blogging on a consistent basis. They hired an editor to work with those engineers so that they, they could communicate consistently and clearly. And they started that blog in 2005. Within 18 months, they saw a 600% increase in qualified leads. And now, Arnie, that's how they go to market. They, I mean, if you type in anything on industrial soldering equipment into Google or your search engine of choice, uh, India manufacturing comes up because they are now the leader because they've del been delivering this quality 
information to their audience, just like a media company would, just like when I started at Penton in 2000, the same type of process. So those are the, you know, it do, it's not the size of the budget. A lot of people will come up to me and say, Joe, we don't have a big budget for this. It's not about budget. It's about commitment and it's about focusing on, on audiences needs over your own, over what you want to say, which is mostly what happens in, in people that, with people that want to do content marketing. They say, oh, we want to talk about our product and service, or maybe we want to talk about a case study. Those are all good things. I'm not saying you shouldn't do them, but we have a lot of that content. What we don't have is audience-centered content that really focuses on the pain points that our, our specific customer is focusing on and dealing with every day. Yeah, so, so what you're saying that you should always start with a strategic questions first and then not starting by by just being around everywhere and, and trying to use every every channel that there is. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like when I, so when I go into most uh, business to business environments, generally, sub, generally their content marketing has started because somebody says, oh, we need to do a blog yeah. because maybe our competition is doing a blog or we need to have a LinkedIn page or a LinkedIn presence or we should be doing podcasts. So they always start with the what, and that's the worst place to start because what we want to do is start with the why. Yes. First of all, why as an organization would we even do this? What is, what is our marketing goal? What is our marketing challenge or our organizational challenge? And start with that first. And then we focus on, okay, what's the story we're trying to tell? Is it an actual different story? Is there – so? and I, you, you heard me talk about this, but there's so many companies out there that will just start creating content just like their competitors or just like everyone else in their industry. And if you're not telling a different story, you're not going to cut through all that clutter and you're not going to be able to build a loyal audience. So start with the why. Why are we going to do this in the first place? And then focus on the particular audience that you're trying to communicate with. And then focus on what is that problem that you as an organization can solve better than anyone else. And then you can focus on the what. Then you focus on how how are we going to tell that story? Is that story best told through podcasts, through video, through ongoing blog posts, through a webinar series, through eBooks, through white papers, whatever the case may be. So, and so if you're out there and you're thinking you want to try this, don't get into your head. Oh, this should be a magazine or this should be a newsletter. We want to figure out what the story is first and then we can figure out what, what the what would be. Yes. I, I think that was the most important thing that if anybody's listening to this, that's the most important question. Why? And and, and then from there on, it's easier. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if you don't have a solid why, an amazing why, the what isn't going to matter. Yeah. Who, who cares if you're doing blogging, you're on social media or anything? Uh, it has no, it has. So those are just, those are just the pipes. That's just how we're going to send the information out. It's the, what's inside those pipes that are going to make all the difference. Yes. Uh, well, I'm I'm a blogger and a podcaster. I've been doing this for this is my fifth year now, and uh, every every almost every day nowadays I get uh, email from companies, agencies who want to post stuff on my blog, and and they are they they have a client, and these clients have outsourced the uh, content creation to these agencies. What do you think about this practice? Um, I've seen it work really well, Arnie, and I've seen it uh, fail miserably. 
Um, so what we want to do, first of all, is I, I have no problem with outsourcing. Actually, the majority of companies out there outsource some part of their content creation and distribution process in some way. Maybe that's the the editing process, the, the pure content creation process, the distribution, whatever it is. It's, it's okay to work with agencies. I have no problem. Though the first thing is the strategy has to stay home. It means the strategy has to be inside the organization. What are you trying to do? Don't outsource your strategy to an agency. The second thing is, is you really have to make sure if you're working with an outside agency that they understand your industry and they have a really solid understanding of the audience that you're targeting. Um, what I would like to see, I, I like agencies that help facilitate the process because then they can work with a lot of your experts inside your company. They can go ahead and find influencers like yourself, Arnie, and like how do we integrate them into our overall marketing? And that agency can facilitate the process, work on that, help project manage, and and meet those deadlines that need to be met. If you, When you just say, oh, okay, well, we need three blog posts a week, uh, go out and find them, uh, good luck. That is, that is just not going to work. What we want to do is, oh, hey, here's the story we want to tell. Where where do we find those stories? How do we tell those stories? And that agency can work with you inside the company and then find influencers and experts outside to put together a program that's actually going to work. Yes. Well, that, that, that was good to hear. Um, well, how do you see the future of content marketing? Oh, man, it's interesting, even though content marketing is, you know, a hundred plus year old discipline, as you heard me talking about, we're still at the very early stages. I would say that most companies are still in the experimental stage. Now, there are some very advanced companies. I mean, if you look at the com companies on the consumer side, like a Red Bull, like a Procter & Gamble, uh, now you got Mondelez and PepsiCo's getting into it, Marriott International, they're building out these full-blown content studios that are like these mini media companies inside uh, the, the marketing departments themselves. This is a real trend. This is happening. Um, so we're at the early stages of this, but really what I, what I anticipate happening in the next five to 10 years is that every marketing department will be doing traditional marketing things that we've always done. And then we'll also have a media component inside that marketing department that will focus on delivering customer events and magazines and newsletters and be the uh, the informational resources for their customers that they can then integrate with the traditional marketing. That is absolutely going to happen. Then what's going to happen once they get those up and running, those groups are actually going to create their own revenue streams. So you're going to see, so what we're seeing in a lot of departments that we work with, a lot of enterprises, it's like, hey, they're, they're struggling with getting marketing budget. So what they're doing, instead of going back and just pleading for more budget, they're creating content activities that actually drive their own revenues through paid attendees to their own events, through sponsorship and partnership deals. They're, so they're becoming mini media companies. So it's, And then they're taking that money that they're throwing off and they're reinvesting that into their own marketing. So that's interesting. That is actually happening. Another thing that you heard me talk about was there are a lot of media companies out there on the B2B and the B2C side that are purchasing media companies, they're purchasing blogger sites, they're purchasing influencer sites because they're saying, look, Joe, uh, we could build this thing. It's going to take 12 to 18 months. We've got to be patient. Or if they do have some cash sitting on the sidelines, they're thinking, well, how do we expedite that process? Let's go out and find out where our customers are hanging out on the web and maybe we can buy a blogger site 
uh, that's already built or a media site that's already built. Um, so an example of this is Aero Electronics. It's one of the largest electronics manufacturers in in the world. Uh, they looked at this problem and they said, look, we want to we want to we want to uh, become the experts in these areas. Now, these media areas, these informational areas targeting engineers. Uh, what do we do? And they went out and they purchased a number of media sites. So now they've had a whole media portfolio of blog of, uh, of media sites, digital sites, content brands in the electronics industry. And so that's one example that we saw them purchasing from a traditional media company. And I think you're going to see more of that. Um, so those are some of the, the trends that we're seeing. And I think it's going to be the case, Arnie, of haves and have-nots. You're going to see innovative companies that are going to do this. They're going to employ it. They're going to commit to it. It's going to work for them. And then you're going to get other companies that have tried it. They failed. They don't know why they failed. They just said, oh, it doesn't work for me, and they're not going to do it, which, by the way, is fine. I mean, you could still be – you could still grow. You could still uh, be a, an organization, an enterprise out there without doing any kind of content marketing. But I really believe that if you want to be an innovative company, if you want to be a fast-growing company, you really have to look at, hey, what is my content marketing approach and strategy, and how can I serve the needs of my customers on a consistent basis outside of the products and services that we offer? I think that there's a huge potential in, in the construction industry uh, for content marketing. I, I, I get the feeling because it, it's a huge industry and it touches every one of us in some way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in, and exactly in construction and in any industry. I mean, if you yeah. just look at construction and you look at on the B2B construction side, I mean, for every purchase decision that's made, you have uh, seven to nine buyers, influencers, gatekeepers. I mean, all those all those individuals could be independent audiences. Yeah. So if I'm a large construction company and on the B2B side, uh, I might say, OK, I have three key audiences that I'm trying to reach. And how do I talk to them on a consistent basis? Those are three separate programs. That's why this isn't easy. It's why you can't just do an advertising program and say, oh, I can reach all these people. If you're trying to talk to an engineer versus a plant manager uh, versus some influencer out there, uh, or let's say a CEO or a CFO, those messages and those stories are all very different. Even though you might be talking about the same thing, the approach is very different. So that's why it's not easy to do it when we talk to, let's say you talk to a construction company, you say, look, start with one audience. Focus on that one audience's needs. Go really deep into what the uh, core niche could be that you can actually be the expert in that. Deliver that on a consistent basis. Work out the bugs. And then when you've somewhat perfected that process, then you can go on to your second audience. Oh, well, sure. Well, the contentmarketinginstitute.com, that is our website. We have a new blog post every day talking about the how-to of content marketing, so you can check that out. Uh, my latest book is Content Inc. Uh, it talks about the basically building the strategy we just talked about. You can find that at content-inc.com. And then we do events uh, every year. Uh, you know, events are kind of our core thing. And then Content Marketing World is our big event every year in Cleveland, Ohio. And this uh, this year we had uh, 3,600 
delegates from 72 countries attend Content Marketing World. And um, so basically any of your education needs, if you're struggling with it, we've got lots of research, trends, whatever the case is, just go to contentmarketinginstitute.com. Yes, and are you coming to Europe or perhaps even to Finland? <laughs> you know, it seems like every year, Arnie, that I'm in, in Finland for some reason, uh, I get invited to an event. Generally, about four times a year, I'm in Europe uh, for some, and mostly in Scandinavia, believe it or not, because mm. uh, the Northern Europe is, uh, and it's probably because I, you know, since I speak English, you know, and, and we'll, I'll go to events that, um, that we don't necessarily need translation. Uh, but uh, most of the events that I go to are in the UK, in, uh, and uh, I've been in Amsterdam many times and, and Sweden and Finland and, and Denmark and, and go there many times a year. So most likely um, you will see me back uh, speaking at some event talking about uh, content marketing. And I always enjoy going to, to Northern Europe. It's just some of, the, some of the most beautiful places on earth. Thanks. Joe, I thank you for the great interview and wish all the best to your work. Thank you very much for having me, Arnie. I appreciate it. 